0: Good evening, it's evening here in Finland. It's uh, just now 8 o'clock, 8.01 p.m. And I'm walking through a lovely park and pathway that actually lots of people are on, and I've never been in this area. I can't even remember the name of it. (laughs) something with an M. Anywho, I have a lovely friend, Leonora, who, lives here, lives near here. I'm about 10 minutes away from her her apartment now and um, she lives near the sea so she's quite close to the the Baltic Sea the coast there and so she said she's been going intermittently not every day but intermittently ice swimming which is very much an activity that's um, I'm not sure enjoyed while you're in the water but definitely enjoyed the benefits and the feeling excuse me after of dipping your body so you can't just jump in you slowly ease yourself in feet then calves then knees then thighs then hips and bum and tummy and chest and maybe up above your shoulders but you don't dip your head in because it's um below freezing <laughs> and i was just uh, a friend was telling me the key is you have to breathe like you use your breath to help you stay in what is a painful moment because it's so cold that your body hurts but then you get out and it's it's um, three degrees Celsius about 36 37 Fahrenheit right now in this moment and I don't know what to up into the water is I decided not to look so as to not add another thing that might um, convinced me to forego this experience. I've been really wanting to go for a while. Um, one, just to have experience. It's a very Finnish thing. Not all Finns love the cold. Not all Finns do this. There's, you know, I don't know what percentage, maybe a third of the population, maybe more during the summer, but during winter, and it's still winter here. Spring is, seems it's on the horizon, but it's not quite here yet. Um, practice it even during winter even when it's below freezing and this is not when you say ice swim you're not actually hanging out and doing laps you literally go in probably maximum people who say who really have done it a lot and their breathing is excellent and heats their body maybe a minute like it depends on how cold it is right if it's minus 10 degrees celsius in the water which is i don't even know below 20 degrees fahrenheit maybe 15 fahrenheit you just physically can't stand there that long so it's you know five seconds to about a minute on average maybe winter swimming and usually you go after the sauna so sauna but here they say sauna um so your body's warm you're hot you're sweating hot and that helps the process of going into below freezing water Leonard and I are going to be brave and I think she usually, just because she doesn't always have the sauna slot when she has the urge to go ice swimming, we're just gonna jump right in. Okay, not jump, we're gonna ease ourselves in. And I've decided, and my my best friend here, Vilma, had, you know, gave me a nice little message, like she was gonna come originally, but then has had a long day and it is cold and we're not doing the sauna, so if you're not feeling up for it, it's probably better not to do it. but she wants to go too, and she's Finnish. She's from Turku on the west kind of side of Finland, and she's never done ice swimming. So clearly it's not every Finn, but way more humans than in other parts of the world. You Here go ice swimming in the winter. <laughs> Anywho, she very kindly said, you know, okay, good for you that. Make sure even if you just put one toe in, that's a success. Like even if you just get up to your ankles, you know celebrate that and i was like yeah okay even if i just get one big toe in that's gonna be great but i think i can do more because my mentality is feeling very sort of fierce right now like yeah i'm gonna scream oh wow those look like swans They're, i don't know if you heard them there's two swans that just flew over me very beautiful very elegant um that I'm gonna ask Leonora to record me, because it's my first time, and some of my cousins, and of course Vilma and Dan, and my mama and pops want to see it. See this moment where I screech as I enter the below freezing water. I'm gonna try to breathe. I'm telling you this now, so I remind myself I deep inhales, deep exhales, and visualize and Kind of taste how good it's gonna feel when I get out because apparently once you get out even though it's three degrees here it's 36 degrees that's gonna feel warm once you get out of the water and of course we change our socks and we put we have some hot tea and you heat your body but you also they recommend you wear wool socks gloves and a beanie because your hands and feet get really like painfully cold so I brought my extra socks la la, la. brought the hot tea Some chocolate tea. It's like cocoa tea with a little dash of milk, and it's so lovely. Okay, so I'm gonna go ice swimming and I'll do a little. Oh, so many birds. I'll do a little recording when I'm walking back to the bus. Just let you know how it went. (laughs) Wherever you are whatever the temperature where you are, maybe try doing something that's a little outside of your comfort zone today. Even if it's something it doesn't clearly, this is kind of extreme sport sort of action. And I don't mean it even needs to be something physical, maybe even just kind of challenge yourself. Like for example, I think a lot of us don't ask and answer the question, how am I in this moment? not in this day not in this week not in this year how am i in this moment right now and i've kind of used in the yoga i'm inventing called my in my yoga i've used the format the question format of how is my either body energy mind or spirit in this moment so for example how is my spirit in this moment my spirit is literally dancing around my core both nervous and kind of anticipating in a joyful way this experience of ice swimming. So that's how my spirit is in this moment. So maybe ask yourself that or do something that you've been wanting to do but are like hmm that's really not something I've ever done and la la la. At least consider challenging yourself to answer this question how am I in this moment and I'll be back soon. Ciao ciao. Hola, hola. Just a little heads up. So it's just going to be a less than a minute message letting you know that in the next part, which you'll know because there'll be different music, that it's the next section. On my phone, it's minute 28 to minute 30. So again, minute 28 to minute 30. But it's almost just when you hear that. The wind gets really quite strong and it's harsh and it makes the sound, it makes my voice sound very, very far away. It's very hard to hear. And the wind is quite intense, so it can almost, you know, it's kind of like that staticky sound you get on the radio that you very quickly change the the channel because you don't want to be hearing that staticky sound. It's there. I'm not going to edit it out because I'm in a place of still deciding to leave everything raw and unedited. You can still hear my voice if you listen, it's very far away, and the, the wind is very distracting. Of course, I didn't realize this while I was recording. So feel free to skip past that, again, it's about two minutes when you first start to hear it and it's bothering, if, it, if it's bothering you, skip through it. For me, I re-listen to my episodes before I post them. and. Um, I found it, I made it a meditative challenge for myself to see if I could focus on the sound, like, accept that it was bothering me, that I found it unpleasant and annoying, and then trying to just, like, notice other things about it. So it kind of changed my experience when I turned into trying to get to know is that kind of high pitch or low pitch? Ooh, oh, that was not a, that gave me a little weird chill down my back or whatever it was just paying attention to how it was affecting my experience in that moment and it does pass right it's this whole this too shall pass that doesn't last forever it's for two minutes it felt a lot longer when i listened to it i thought it was a lot longer but that was an interesting observation to make for myself so feel free to skip past it it's around the 28 minute mark to around the 30 minute mark or feel free to delve in and use it as a meditative challenge, like in meditation times, for for example, if you feel a pain in your hip or you feel an itch on your nose, you focus on that sensation or on that unpleasantness that you want to change it, right? You want to itch your nose, you want to change your position so you're no longer feeling the unpleasant thing. And the, the way you challenge yourself is to sit with it and focus on it and sort of, sometimes not always sometimes i go ahead and i itch the darn nose because it's just taken over but sometimes it actually disappears like that your i guess your perception of it changes and your attention is no longer on it so it changes so decide for yourself what you prefer to do and see how how you take my commentary post my eye swimming ciao ciao So, I just said goodbye to Leonora, um, and I did it, <laughs> had my first ice swimming experience, and it was quite um, wonderful, I was going to say painful for a moment, but wonderful overall, um, and definitely worth the the pain of your body being frozen. Um, so I went first and Leonora helped me and gave me tips and she held my jacket and okay take off the, take off the jacket last so first your sweats and your socks and then take off all the sweaters at once and I actually left one sweater on it was a very fitted one um, so I left it on the top part and I had socks and gloves um, on and I slowly eased in and I may should stay there I don't know how long Leonora took a video and she's gonna send it to me but i have no idea how long i actually stayed in there i think it was at least 30 seconds maybe more and i went all the way up to my chest um and i think next time i could even do a little longer the breathing helped and it was wonderful i really enjoyed it and then of course when i came out though it's like everything hurt and my toes and my legs and i could kind of put the towel around and sort of fell to the ground and was slowly putting my layers back on and drying off and i took my swimsuit off and all of this and I feel cozy now. Leonora recommended I take a nice hot shower. I'm walking in the snow. You can probably hear the snow now. Um, a nice hot shower when I get home. And I had brought a thermos of tea. So after we were both bundled up <laughs> and dry, we sat and had a nice cup of tea together and chatted. And um, and it was wonderful. I really am glad that I had my first ice swim. And then that it was with Leonora. She's really lovely. Um, I think I mentioned already that she's a ballerina, which is just, I'm like quite enchanted <laughs> and I can't wait to see her dance. And I was asking her today, can you teach me some ballet moves? Cause I've been really wanting to just, you know, what's it called? Like the pila and all of the fun moves that you do in ballet. Clearly I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to put on the ballet shows and go on my tip 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 toes, but just to be playful and to kind of travel back in time. Cause I... I did ballet with Subi for, I don't know, maybe we were five and six years old uh, for a year or two. And I don't remember it, like I don't remember the details, but I remember one time we did a show, I just really enjoyed it. Remember, I have this feeling of enjoying it. I don't remember all the details. Um, yay, yay, go me. I'm very, uh, uh, giving myself a round of applause for for uh, having my first ice swim in the Baltic Sea. in what did she say? It's called Munka. Munka Niemi, or something like this. I might be saying it wrong, it is where we are, where she lives. And it was beautiful. It was really good. Um, I'm excited to see the video of myself. Uh, I kind of had a couple of moments of screeching, but I didn't scream as much as I thought I would. It kind of is like your lungs freeze too when you have to intentionally breathe, but it's like you don't want to, you just, <laughs> it's hard to speak, I guess. That's what I'm saying. OK, so that's a little update. Um, the next I'm going to take a little pause now. I'm walking home and kind of just take the bus and have a nice little moment of reflection. And the next bit I'll share is some research I've done on the benefits of ice swimming and how it actually makes a lot of sense that the fins are not crazy for going into the freezing sea during winter. Clearly during summer, it kind of, you know, feels more natural, right? You think, yeah, of course you're in the sauna, the sun's out. Yeah, it's nice to go for a dip in the cold water but during the winter when it's snowing and everything is frozen. Why would you do that? And it's because it's one of those, it hurts so good. Like it's painful in the moment, but then the benefits afterwards are immense from, you know, this is some subjective research, just surveying people. And they're trying to do more kind of, it's hard, a little harder to do the physiological studies, right? Like actually measuring maybe your cortisol levels in your saliva would be one that we could do, or just what's happening in your brain. That would be a little trickier, but definitely certain, um, you know, physiological things that they're experimenting with doing in some universities in Finland. So I'll be sharing that with you. And then I'll be sharing a nice little ode that I wrote, a poem to, well, I'll surprise you with it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my walk and be fully present uh, with the trees and the snow. And Lots of other humans either rocking or Nordic walking and oh there's a dog he's so cute Oh and he's running fast they're playing fetch with him he's running after a whatever it is that they just tossed to him. Um and actually I'll invite you to this is because I know in the last little bit I'd said, you know, kind of maybe invite yourself to do something you've been thinking about but is a little scary or pushes you out of your comfort zone and then I said, you know, how are you in this moment? I encourage you to still continue thinking about that daily, if not a couple times a day, because really our experience and our mood can ebb and flow with, you know, someone at work gives us a good compliment and we're collaborating and it's flowing and we feel good. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get some news that, whatever it is, that's stressful news or sad news and your mood dips. And it just can be a roller coaster sometimes as humans. Clearly, I'm really feeling that right now. You know with my bipolar disorder and that will be another perhaps little bit on my experience currently is I'm just everything so intense so I'm experiencing this intense joy and connectedness to the world like I feel very much one with not just my neighbors my fellow humans but with nature with the trees and with the water and with the birds that I am that are accompanying me and singing in just beautiful harmony each morning and evening and just feeling so open and happy and content to be connecting with strangers to ask everyone I meet, how are you doing today? Or how's your day going? Like acknowledging each and every person's humanity, right? And that's what it, it does. I'm not looking to be best friends with everyone or trying to make them uncomfortable. Of course, it's just acknowledging someone's presence and that they're human when you say, Hey, how's your day going? And usually, Oh, thanks for asking. And you know, however they they give a short answer, they give a long answer. I literally started some conversations that have been really fruitful and interesting and authentic and, you know, two of which now we exchange numbers with a guy, a lovely man from Syria who's been here 10 years, married to a Finnish woman, and a really like warm, a very warm Finnish girl who I met just a couple days ago who's from Tampere, another city, and, uh, you know, she really was quite kind and I think I might have said this already in another episode, I did actually in the one where I was crying and tearing up, that basically within my first interaction with her, within an hour and over a little nice cup of coffee, said I suffer from bipolar disorder. And actually I started a podcast speaking to my experience um, and trying to understand my mind and the minds of others who suffer from mental illness more and figure out how can we help each other and how can we manage the disease better and so, anywho, I'm feeling all of that, which is inspiring, but I'm also feeling a lot of sorrow and hurt for not my suffering, but the suffering of the people I share this planet with. And this is gonna sound quite intense, but that's so why I was talking to my mom and actually to my friend, Dan and Eric, those were the three people I've said this to already that lately, the analogy of kind of use a metaphor is that I feel like, okay, so you know if you get a burn, you burn something maybe on the stove your fingers something like this and of course the top layer that protective strong essential layer of skin is burned off and that's why it hurts right because it's pink and raw under you're going through the first two layers or even three depending on the degree of the burn and when that's even being exposed to air there's a lot of sensation there and it starts to heal and da 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 and it's amazing how the body heals itself but for a period it's painful anything that touches it you feel it quite intensely relative to the rest of your body that's not burned right so right now in this moment and over the past really week or two i feel like i'm in that burn unit and every surface on my body is exposed like literally it's all pink and red and i've gone through the first and second layers of my skin and i'm burning (laughs) you know i'm i'm burning both in the sense that so once anybody touches me, and I mean, not physically, but just, you know, with their words or their presence, I feel it intensely because I'm exposed. Like my skin is exposed. I don't have my protective layer on to keep me from feeling everything so intensely. So When someone, it's literally like this, in one touch I can fall in love and in one touch I can fall apart and feel a lot of pain and hurt. Oh, that's the tram there. Um, Pain and hurt and sorrow. And so this is like what was my day on Friday, right? That it goes from, like someone can touch me with their presence or a nice moment and I feel healed, right? So people's presence and kindness can be healing for these burns I have all over my body and people's kind of even just something I'm just hyper sensitive and perceptive to everything. So someone's facial expression or someone's lack of words or their choice of words, it's like, it's as though they're just that much more powerful now. So, you know, when you get a little paper cut ow, it hurts in the moment, but then it heals and you forget that it's there and it's no big deal. And that's how my reaction normally are with, you know, my closest friends with Eric that yeah it's no big deal you interpret it how it's meant to be you're not taking everything so personally but right now I'm just feeling everything so intensely that I'm taking it really personally so I talked and kind of was really honest with Dan and Vilma about this and with Eric like that right now I feel because I'm feeling everything and it, it hurts and it also empowers and inspires me and it's just so many intense emotions that I can feel I'm very needy right now. Like I feel very insecure. Clearly I'm not overthinking and just sharing in this podcast and kind of, as I said, like literally opening myself. So when someone like really little things, like clearly I know it's not their intention. I know these humans love me, especially the people in person, right? So it's Eric and Dan and Vilma are like my core people here and And so I think even though I've been really feeling so much gratitude for the, it's been flooding in. I've gotten literally dozens of beautiful and encouraging messages for many of you perhaps who are listening in response to me sharing this podcast and sharing my poetry and sharing, just bearing my soul open. I've gotten a lot of really beautiful encouragement and I'm so grateful for that and that's been so important in helping me continue to do this and continue to expose myself. But I've noticed that I still feel very needy in terms of wanting and sort of needing the accol. guess the affirmative statements and kind of what you're doing is what you're meant to be doing, and it's it's beautiful and it's you know something that's worth doing, and we're proud of you or happy for you or whatever. Like I need a lot. Of, I can feel I'm needy right now because every surface is exposed. I need like the extra affirmation from the humans I'm in person with so I'm getting it from you know of course my mom and dad my godparents so many cousins so many of my closest friends who are around the world like really really uplifting and thoughtful commentary on what I'm sharing that I can feel like I need this sort of affirmation and encouragement in person because when and like I said, with one touch, I can fall in love. I mean, like with one interaction, I can feel really connected to someone and inspired by them. But it also feels like instead of, when someone does something that again, they're not intending to judge me, but I feel judged and feel like maybe I'm being too much and I'm too much energy and too much connectivity. And I should just, you know, go back inside and shut up. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Like I'm feeling very, yeah, I guess judged, which is normal. We're all judging each other all the time. That's how you survive. It's essential. to to be making small and big judgments daily which affect our decisions to interact or to ignore to engage or to steer clear of different humans and activities so I get that it's natural and I want criticism I want constructive feedback I think I love that that's gonna help me grow and learn but right now I need like if it's gonna be constructive feedback it needs to be an empathy sandwich like it needs to start with something like it's really beautiful what you're writing then the criticism and then another one like I'm looking forward to whatever's coming next or things like this you know so i can feel i need that and so i'm glad i opened up with dan and Vilma about this and they were both very kind and thoughtful and the messages they wrote back and we're gonna have some more dialogue about it and that's key right that's why communication is so powerful like they i feel loved by them and by eric of course but they can't read my mind they can't know that right now i feel when someone snubs me in a small way, it feels like they're stabbing me in the abdomen and everything hurts when really it should just be a paper cut. Like if I'm feeling in a normal, I guess, uh, state, it would just be a paper cut. No big deal. But right now it feels as though I'm getting gut punched or stabbed in the heart and it's Just so intense, both the connectedness and feeling one with the world and also just feeling the suffering and also feeling the judgment of myself as I'm on this journey. And so I think that, again, there's so much power in being able to say that to your friends or to your family, to the people you're sharing this life with who want to be there for you, who want to help you and want to be supportive and don't want you to feel judged or criticized, you have to tell them what you need. We can't read each other's minds as, no, I don't think that would be a good, that could be, that would just be overwhelming. We clearly just can't, even if you've spent a lifetime with a person and you know them well, you know their habits, you know how they probably feel, but you really can't say how they feel unless you ask them. You just need to ask and you need to say, in a really honest way, this is what I need from you right now. I need a lot of affirmation and compliments. Basically, is what I said to Elie, and what I've started saying to Dan and Milma, and and. And that's how you can be there for each other. We have to tell each other, maybe you don't know what you need and that's okay too. That's a journey, right? Asking yourself that question and taking the time to experiment and figure out what helps, to figure out what you need in this moment now, in this period of your life, and then doing your best to honor that. and ask ask for help and ask the people around you you know it would really be great if i've been really feeling like i need to walk more so maybe we could do it once a week together that's one like concrete example or maybe it's something more like me saying, you know, I need a lot of kind of encouragement because I'm taking on a new endeavor and I'm feeling quite anxious about it and having a lot of moments of feeling like, what am I doing? Why am I sharing all this with everyone? Is this what I sh-? maybe it's too much and I have too much energy and my mind is so awake and alive and I'm so open to connecting with every human I meet that I don't want to overwhelm these people or make them upset or I don't know. So there's just a lot of, Needless to say, there's a lot of intense emotions for me right now. And that's why the episode I did on Friday where I cried and where it's called, like, I love you and something. I forget what the second part was. But basically, I guess I'll finish here by saying... (laughs) It's okay to not feel okay. It's okay to feel hypersensitive. It's okay to feel so relaxed that you're not really minding anyone's opinion, right? That you feel confident enough in your own skin to do whatever it is you need to do. And I think the key is, again, just really starting to self-reflect more, right? Because we don't encourage this as a culture so much. We don't do a great job of this, of... Of literally making it so that it's really part of our daily routine really so that it's so normal to be asking yourself how is my body in this moment how is my energy in this moment how is my spirit in this moment you know how is my whatever it is you fill in the blank there and you answer it honestly honestly answer it and I think that I think that in doing that you give yourself, a, you help yourself figure out what it is others could do to enrich and support you in your journey. You know, you don't need to have a mental illness like I do to need that, right? We all have human connections that are valuable and important to us and we all have things that will either help or hurt our, our lived experience, you know, day to day. So. Continue to ask yourself that question. Challenge yourself even once or twice a week. Just really pause. Maybe have a nice little warm cup of tea or coffee if it's in the morning and ask yourself, how am I in this moment? How do I feel right now? And then that helps you determine the rest of your day. Okay. I'm feeling a little, little exhausted. I didn't sleep well, or have a lot on my plate. I want to make sure I get in a 30 minute walk today, or I want to make sure I get in a call with my mama bear. I need to, I need, I can feel it's essential that I eat well today to keep my energy levels in a good place. Whatever it is, you can only know the answer and really intentionally shape the rest of your day and the rest of your life. If you're doing this every day by asking yourself that Really simple, but really important question. So how are you in this moment? How is your spirit or energy in this moment? Answer it for yourself and see if you might use that answer to inform the decisions you make about how you will treat yourself today, about how you will spend your time today and continue to make that really tiny choice to spend a minute genuinely answering that question And I think and hope that it will enrich your life, that it will help you help yourself really and help you help others who want to be there for you. And (laughs) I guess going back to the ice swimming, I think it just, I'm really loving Exploring and being playful with and just enjoying Finnish culture, which is very different from the culture in California or in France or in Colombia or in Guyana and all the places that I feel connected to. And I'm really, I will talk about this in another episode. I'll actually speak to it when I'm talking about the research. But in Finland, they have this concept called Sisu, S I S U kind of some attention around the world now and there's several books on it and and it's hard to define, it's hard to translate in English and I'm not going to try right this second but I guess the basic sort of not comprehensive not perfect definition is that it's like that special and quite quite sort of will a bird has uh, and a to be at the outset of learning something like going ice swimming right now. Yeah, I will succeed soon. But in another life, I've to Ooh, the wind. You hear it. Oh, I feel that out. My hands My face feels alive. That wind, it literally several degrees. the research to explain Sisu a little better and a little more comprehensively. But anyways, ending with, we all have this inner strength, we all can persevere, but I think it's more joyful and we're more able to persevere when we do it with others. So tell that person that you share your life with, you love them and you're grateful for them and also tell them what you need, tell them how they can make your life more colorful and and less, you know, overwhelming if it's stressful right now. And so just take that time and share your gratitude. <laughs> it's so easy to wait until a birthday or a wedding or a funeral to say how much you appreciate someone. But how wonderful is it to say it now while they're alive, while their heart is beating, while you can hold their hand and hold their face, look them in the eyes, and tell them how much you they mean to you and why they mean so much to you and I'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> so I'm gonna make a little call right now to uh, my papa bear and my mama bear and when I get home I'm gonna jump on my husband and kiss his face and and hold his uh, hold his hands and dance with him because I've been missing dancing so we're gonna get some merengue and cumbia in tonight and just savor do what you love If you don't know what that is, take the time to both be gentle with yourself and give yourself permission and time to figure it out, but do take the time to investigate. And again, like I said, I've been playful lately. Be playful and be easy on yourself and just explore like you would when you were a kid. And I think you'll find a lot of beautiful things along the way. Okay. Talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao. Hello! Hello, hello. So I decided to include in this episode an ode that I just wrote right? Is that a word? Wrote this morning. And it's called Ode to Bailando en el Mar, which means Ode to Dancing in the Ocean. And it really is kind of more about dancing through and falling to the ground in the sea of depression and ultimately surviving that and it kind of ends it kind of it does end with me saying you know you made it you're awake just breathe and that's what I felt when I was doing the ice swimming (laughs) so I did the ice swimming last night or I guess this recording I recorded yesterday the two of that piece? pieces of the episode before and after I did the ice swimming and it's a day after now so I've had a whole day of reflecting and I really found it as I've messaged a couple of you that it's been a painfully wonderfully refreshing experience so you deal with quite good after and apparently the experience is even more. Um, enjoyable, that you're more able to savor it, or it has another layer, an interesting and delectable layer, when you can do the sauna before. So Leonora and I, we just walked up to the edge of the hole, boop, 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 layers off, in we go, out we come. And usually, like, it's quite rich, the experience when you're in the sauna before, so then you're warm when you go out, and then you have the promise of having that heat when you go out. And that even not going into the even if you don't go into the sauna, just physically getting out of the freezing cold water into the freezing cold air, the air is still less cold than the water, so it feels warm. So it goes to show you everything in life is relative, is it not? But, anyways, this was a really powerful poem to write to, and there's lots of imagery. It's very Lots of imagery, (laughs) lots of kind of nice, uh, rich descriptions. So again, I say this every time because I think it's important to say that, and especially since this is literally dancing in the ocean, there's a lot of references to the sea and being in the ocean let it wash over you and if it's just something that's not clicking you can turn it off you never have to listen to every single thing that's included in one piece of you know whatever it is a podcast a book whatever it is you're listening or engaging with and you know if you're feeling like you want to hear something that's i would say interesting right it's interesting to learn about the lived experience of our fellow humans, of people we love or of a stranger who lives with something we've never dealt with, like bipolar disorder. So if you're feeling like you're curious or that you just want to hear of someone else's part of someone else's journey, then let it flow into you and see how that feels. And wherever you are, for this one, I'd invite you to Maybe like really relax and even gently close your eyes if that's possible. I know, of course, sometimes we're we're cooking while we're listening to podcasts or we're in the car and that's lovely too. It's quite nice. I quite enjoy doing that myself sometimes. But if you're in a space where you can just pause and even if you don't close your eyes, just kind of sit in a comfortable way, have a glass of water or a hot cup of tea and just allow yourself to to see how... The words and the experience make you feel or don't make you feel like that they may resonate and they may not and both are okay and it's only five minutes Uh, oh this ode is just five minutes and 20 seconds it's not too long and i again as i tend to wish i hope that you accept and listen to whatever it is you need Not anyone else, you, what you need in this moment. Have a beautiful day or evening and avianto. bailando en el mar I cross the ocean the mon esprit of my beautiful mind but in the end I drown in the swirling foam of the falling wave in the sunshine burning my ears and mouth and throat in the salty elixir filling my lungs and heart in the overwhelming blue vastness of this life, of the colorful, exquisite creatures under the sea, in the cold embrace of the dancing oceans, in the promise of holding your hand until the day I float to the sea's soft floor, in the lifeboat floating just out of reach. In the way my empty body is whipped and tossed in the storm. In the way a bright red buoy magically floats into my chest and I hold on for dear life. In the way you are the reason my head is still above water. In the hateful, cruel darkness of my inner critic in the way she has just about convinced me that the only way to reunite with my soul is by letting go. In the fear and hurt I feel, thinking of how your face and body will never again envelop and lift me to the pink sky if I surrender. If I let myself rest into eternity in the kind, pleading voices of you, my Papa Bear, my Mama, my Eric, my baby sister, my little brother, my Mel's, my Lita, my Nina, my Nino, and every soul that confidently declares I am worthy, that they love me, love me because I am me. In the billions of stars above, pleading with me to hold on just one second longer in the light of the moon that says nothing, that assures me with her kind eyes, you know what you must do, you know, you can because I am here, because we will hold on to your limp, exhausted body, we will fill you with love and nourishment until you are strong enough to say, I love you yourself brave enough to cut open your chest and let our world see and embrace your green pulsing heart my child you are alive you are drowning but you are not dead your time has not yet come your children need you Your neighbor will survive because you will hold her hand. Your soul will re-inhabit your imperfect body. Yes, your soul has fled. She has refused to say when she will return. But I promise, I promise to sit next to you. To pull you into my chest and protect and be within you in this tumultuous burning sea. My child... You are braver and kinder and fiercer than you know. And we need your voice, your compassion, your magical way of making all you touch feel worthy and beautiful and a little less alone. Baila, Maggie. Dance, miha. Let the music run through your tiny veins and luscious arteries. Let your soul back in. Cry with her and kiss her kind lips and caress her swaying hips and hold her cheeks and fall to your knees in gratitude and humility. Let your soul back into your let her back into your heart. You made it. Respira. Breathe. Breathe, querida. You are safe now. You are awake. And all, all you must do, all you will be, all that is yet to come and all that has passed is within your small and powerful breath. Darling, just breathe. I think is how you say it so uva I think it means good and I say paiva means day I could be making this up and uva is h y v a a and there's two little dots over each a so like a cute little hat Um, and I was trying to figure out how to say good afternoon so it's afternoon here Um, and I know how to say good morning uva which I think is such a pretty word and so I asked a, a friend I've made at the workspace I, I've been going to the past month, and he told me, yeah, it's kind of like uva, baiva, but he said it's super formal. It sounds really formal if you say it. So you really just say the normal, like you would in English, right? You just say hi, hello. So you say moi, moi, ka, hey. Um, so good afternoon or good day. <laughs> yeah, it is formal to say good afternoon, darling. It makes me think, right? of so, like cockneyed accent in London sort of thing. Very formal and of the queen or something like this. So we are in, oh la la, Vaukas, Vaskas? Not Vaskas, Vaukas. It's near Hoironen. So Mina kindly picked us up from the train station. Um, we arrived in another town, and I can't pronounce, so I'm gonna lay that out. And we had a little coffee together, and then she went to go, she teaches a dance class to elderly adults, so like from the ages of 65, I think she did the oldest one there, is 86, which is amazing. And she's teaching, and meanwhile, we're just walking. I'm walking right now next to the river, It's a gorgeous day. There's some patches, like you could hear there, I'm walking on the grass, you can't hear it. But then now, there's snow again. So there's, the snow is melting, gracias al sol, thanks to the sun. But it's still here. In fact, when I first came to this section, just two minutes ago, my foot went all the way through the snow and it came up to halfway up my quad. So quite deep, my quadriceps, so close to your, close to my hip, not quite the hip, but quite close. And um, so we're here, we had a little snack and we were just, ooh, quite deep. Yeah, so this right now, it's up to my knee, on both sides, my feet are up to my knee. I could actually just stay here almost. It's like I'm a little statue that found a place to rest. Um, the lake looks beautiful. Actually, did she say it's a river? I think it looks like a lake from this angle, but when you look, there's a bridge across, it. no, I think it's a river. Okay, well, to be confirmed. I just wanted to end <laughs> this episode on what is a, a oh, warm, with a gentle breeze, and oh, the reflections on the, this body of water, let's call it, look wonderful. The sky is, it's kind of that nice gradient. You know, sometimes when you look into the horizon, it's kind of like a lighter blue, almost white, and as my eyes rise, rise, rise up to the point where my neck is leaning backwards, looking straight up at the sky, becomes a much deeper powdery blue. So it's quite beautiful. Um, I just wanted to end today with two, two quotes. And the first one, oh, hello, Mr. Seagull. I'm going to appreciate seagulls more. I think I, all before was sort of, uh, ooh, it's kind of a harsh sound. And was that a raven? Is it a seagull? I can't see the bird, so I'm not sure. I just hear him. Um, but now I'm starting to appreciate their voice a bit more and kind of use it as a way to bring me into the present moment. So if my mind is wandering and all of a sudden I hear that croaky symphony of, (laughs) of sounds that come from them, oh, back in the moment again. Um, but ending with two quotes. So they're both were kind of inspired from, you know, my first ice, ice swimming experience. And I just think they're quite powerful and really quite, quite beautiful and for me at least, really fostered and kind of encouraged some good reflection, some good just time to pause and think about the words that I was in- inhaling. And the first quote actually is, um, is from Aristotle, and, and I'll say it twice just so you can really hear it and kind of see if the words resonate with you or what comes to your heart when you hear them. So he says, to appreciate the beauty of a snowflake, it is necessary to stand out in the cold. To appreciate the beauty of a snowflake, it is necessary to stand out in the cold. So I imagine you could see why (laughs) it felt uh, quite uh, wonderfully pertinent to the ice swimming that quite literally, to kind of appreciate. For me, it was appreciate the beauty of being alive because when your feet, your toes, then your ankles, then your knees, then your thighs, then your hips, then your tummy, then your chest are in the freezing cold water, you're forced in a really intense way into your physical body. You cannot be thinking about how you haven't accomplished enough how you have a million things on your to do list how you should have said this earlier to your colleague at work or your all of the thoughts that are dancing around in our mind oh i need to take this person all gone complete silence of the mind and absolute intense connectedness with your physical body which is metaphorically figuratively screaming because it's so damn cold and so to appreciate the beauty for me of being alive, of being able to feel, right? To feel the sensation of pain from the icy burning cold on my skin. To appreciate that, I had to stand out in the cold water, in the freezing water. So I just found Aristotle's words resonated with me in that way and the other quote I wanted to share oh, I might walk a little I don't know if you can hear whoop oh my goodness this one literally passed my knee this is so deep I must look quite funny if you see me from afar I'm just like yes it's quite funny anywho let's get to uh Camus Albert Camus the French philosopher and author and poet and just beautiful all around beautiful mind um he said, and I'm not reading it, so this is me from memory. I might be saying it, a couple of words are off, but the main kind of, the heart of it was um, In, like, in the bitter harshness of winter, I discovered within me an invincible summer. In the bitter harshness of winter, I discovered within me. An invincible summer. And so there, you know, you could clearly take it quite literally or figuratively, and for me, it was really resonating in the more figurative way in that in the middle of the depths and an unmerciful grips of depression, I could find, hopefully, in time right that eternal as he calls it eternal summer within yourself the invincible that's what he says not eternal invincible and invincible literally means you cannot die like it cannot be extinguished that light in you is always there no matter how dim 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 it gets even if for me the depression is certain that it has gone and it will never reignite it is there and it's only in the depths and the darkness and the horror of winter that I can you know discover and revel in this invincible summer within my soul and clearly that's what I found now right and what I'm able to express and articulate and reflect about now and it's And it's powerful and it's important that, quite literally, for everyone, for our world, for me personally, my darkness defines my light. Without darkness, we would not know light. Without winter, we could never revel in the rays of sunshine and heat and bliss of summer. We need our darkness. We need our periods of stagnancy, our winters. We need to crawl into the cave in the corner and sometimes hibernate as the grizzlies do. It is essential. It is essential to just, and it's not easy. It's frightening. It can be overwhelming. It can be draining. It can be horrifying to be in the dark for winter to feel like it might never end. Right. And when you live in a place like Finland, of course, now everybody's quite ready for spring. It's March 30th here. And and there's still snow. Obviously, the further north you go, there's still snow. It's still quite cold. It's still close to th- zero degrees, 30. Like, the highest it's been in the past week is, I think, four degrees Celsius, which is, you know, maybe 30, I'm not excited, A below 40 Fahrenheit, so 30-something Fahrenheit. And People are ready for spring, in general. And for me, because it's my first proper winter in my lifetime in almost 30 years, of course I experienced snow in Big Bear, there's mountains near Los Angeles, but never five months of winter. Five months of it being dark relatively early and light relatively late in the morning. Five months of there being intermittent periods of full on proper snow of, <laughs> And for me it's been enchanting, right? For me it's I feel like a fairy. I'm in a fairy tale and I'm a a little pixie who's just prancing around the forest, in love with the trees, in love with the birds who are still singing even in the bitter cold, in love with the 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 tranquility of a frozen lake and the frozen Baltic Sea, and just being in and feeling so connected to and one with nature. I am in love and I am quite content that it's still winter, and I'd be happy if it's winter all the way to the end of April. I would be quite all right. I think many of my Finnish friends and neighbors are quite ready for the snow to melt completely and for the sun to stay in the sky much longer. And I'm going to appreciate that when it comes. I'm looking forward to spring and summer, of course course, I'm a California girl. Like definitely I need the sun as we all do. But I think these quotes just, I, I really found them both to be, just have such important pieces of wisdom that hopefully perhaps can challenge you to think a little bit about the role that darkness plays in defining your light. And it's a balance, right? For me, I stay in the dark too long to the point that it's debilitating, to the point that I'm not functioning, to the point that I'm not talking to any human. It's only the voice within my head telling me I am unworthy and that I will never be enough. So clearly, the darkness can be dangerous. We're not saying that it's not, it can be absolutely fatal, in fact, right? There's sadly tens of thousands of people a year who die by their own hand. And for me, that's just such a trap. My heart is literally breaking as I say this because. How sad, right? That someone who has this gift, this beautiful gift of life and all of its imperfections and there's clearly strife and suffering in the world, but there's also a lot of joy. There's a lot of kindness. There's a lot of goodness. There's a lot of just pure beauty in really small ways. And and so it's just heartbreaking to think there's humans, myself included, who feel so strongly at some points that they are a burden on the world, that the world would be better without them in it. So much so that they take the steps so that they are no longer in the world. That's true. It just heart- it breaks my heart. And I think what will help me and what is helping me is talking about it. To say, yeah, I was in the darkness for seven months last year and I didn't think I was gonna make it out. I was very, very sure that my time my time would soon come. My end was near and i'm grateful that that was not the case but for many people last year that was the case and so it's like how as a society as a global family as a community can we help each other feel valued and feel worthy just as we are it's a journey i don't have there's no one magic wand sweeping answer it's clearly going to be many different things and a little different for each person a little different in each culture but I think at the core of it is we need each other we are one you are who I am (laughs) I feel your pain and hurt and I revel in in your growth and your bloomingness in spring, you know, we shared joy is powerful and shared suffering is less overwhelming, right? When we can help each other through the darkness back into that invincible summer as Camus says, as Albert Camus says in all of us. So I'll end it with just saying the quotes again and just wishing you well. So again, Aristotle said, to appreciate the beauty of a snowflake. It is necessary to stand out in the cold. In the bitter harshness of winter, I found within me an invincible summer. So maybe just allow yourself to take a nice long inhale. And a slow, slow, slow exhale. And maybe just take a moment to be grateful for your winter, for your dark, harsh winter, and for your fierce, invincible summer.